Welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you with spaghetti and meatballs behind the glass. Babyface Joel Solomon. Yeah, we're working out of the El Camp facilities with my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Brian, Darren, the parlay kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Winning money this week, Sal. What's going on, buddy? I guess Harry was the only one who really answered the question. I said, what's going on? Harry lied and said he's winning money this week. Are you winning this money? You give out free picks every day, extrapoints.com. The three of you do. Go ahead, Harry. Give us, I mean, you you know, the Darnold thing sent you reeling. I know you don't like the Giants loss, another devastating loss. The Sicoli brothers have a different side of things. Yankees swept the Red Sox. That was fun. Uh, we got the Raiders with a big win mm. for Brother Bry. Got the Cowboys tonight. Go ahead. Tell me how you're winning. Uh, listen, the, the video picks on extra points. It, I did have a nice one yesterday. Cardinals over 30 and a half points. Did on my write-up, called basically called a pick six by Lawrence, which happened. And uh, I did hit a part. What does that mean, basically? <laughs> what does that mean, basically? I guess, it, I guess it doesn't mean basically. I guess it means I did. I did call a pick six uh, by, oh, by Lawrence. Right. And I did happen to hit a parlay that paid 800, three money line, Underdogs in college football this weekend, NC State, Georgia Tech, and Arkansas. Pretty good. Wow. What can we say, fellas? I guess we have to give them credit where credit's due, right? I know. Well, Sal, aren't we about giving, trying to give out winners for the people? I mean, this, this parlay right. he put together, that's a selfish. He did that. He won, but nobody else <laughs> knew about it. Yeah, that's so, true. We're, it wasn't said on the nobody air. Nobody else so wants to hear about it. That's true, Harry. Are you also developing your own vaccine and, and not telling anybody? Yeah, you're right. You're right, Parlay Kid. It's supposed to be helping me. Nobody wants to hear about it, you said? Uh, well, no one wants to hear about my picks before they, uh, if, if they're underdogs, three teams, no one's going to think it's going to come in. But All right. my well, Arizona over 30 and a half yesterday was a winner, and I got a good one today, too. Hey, fellas, Todd Haley is joining us. Todd Haley of Steelers, Chiefs, Cowboys, and Riverview High School fame. Yes. One of the fun coaches. And, uh, Babyface Joel Solomon's try to convince me Charles Haley is re- related to Todd Haley. It's not the case, Babyface. Are you sure? Charles and Todd. No, they're different. Your research sucks. They are not. I mean, we could ask them, but I think that'll be embarrassing. But anyway, he's coming up. They both put, were in the NFL, though. Yes, that's true. Okay, so that's good. See? You take the good with the bad with Babyface. I, I, I got to say, I bet against Tom Brady, and I won, and it felt, feels good. It's like... um. I don't know what it, I don't even know what to say. Like a, a, you, you wince when you do it, right? You're, it's like walking to the meter. You know your 15 minutes expired, but do I have a ticket? Oh, I don't. Okay, I survived. And my Bills Rams Super Bowl prediction looking good. Rams and Bills both plus 950. Uh, Parley kid, what do we think? Rams team to beat in the NFC right now? Oh no, there's no doubt about it, Sal. Yeah, uh, that was a. I'm not going to say it was a thorough beatdown or anything by that nature, and I. I think it will just be those two teams we'll be looking at in the NFC Championship game, most likely, unless our Cowboys uh, can make some noise. I think these these two teams are the class of the NFC. But Green Bay's right in there and yeah. San Fran, et cetera, et cetera. But we'll see this matchup again, and it will be tough to beat Tom Brady again, right? Right. But, that, but Brady played well. Uh, Tampa's defense is a little suspect right now. It's not like the defense we saw – uh, That's in right. That uh, Super Bowl matchup last year against the Chiefs. So we'll see if they get better. I thought their defense got better as the year went on last year. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if we see the same type of thing happening. I think they're the two 
you know, you and I are also on the Bills as well in the AFC. That's a little bit more wide open right now. We got we can't forget that the Bills did lose to the Steelers, who look absolutely yeah, to atrocious me, at this I, point. I was saying that with Simmons. Like, so now we've seen after tonight, it'll be uh what, 48 games? I think that is the weirdest game, right? That the Bills lost to the Steelers. And uh mm-hmm. but let's face it, they the the weird punt thing that they, they could have won that game yes, anyway. But exactly that to, that right. to me seems like the weirdest result out of all. 48 games. Yeah, you're right about the Bucks defense. Maybe not what it was. All these defenses do seem to get better. You're right. The Chiefs defense got better. We always talk about how terrible they are. But uh, I like what McVay is doing. What is he, 40-0 and when he's got the lead at halftime? Stafford and the MVP talk. And that defense allowed fewer than 25 points all three games. You can't say enough about that defense. 20.7 points per yep. game. They look great. I don't know. It wasn't a thorough beatdown. It was pretty close, though. They, they, they owned it up to the fourth quarter. And, you know. Tampa yeah, made was, a big enough comeback, but uh, it, I, I it like was always the Rams. a comfortable lead, right? They always had yeah. a comfortable lead there. It was really never, yeah. never a doubt, really. For sure. Uh, Brother Bry, your Raiders. Wow, this West. I'm looking at the West. The Chiefs lose. I'm not, uh, if I'm a Chiefs fan, I'm not, I'm not panicking just yet, but they're minus 115 to win the division. I don't know that you'll ever get a better number than that. Broncos plus 340, Chargers plus 390. Raiders plus 550. It's like looking at a soccer game. Like, oh, do I take the, the draw at plus 290 or I take the under? The, everything's a plus. What would you like your team's chances? Plus 550? Um, I don't know. I mean, those are good odds. Uh, you know, Denver yeah. obviously is playing really well, too. That's just a tough. I mean, it's a tough division. I mean, like you said, I think if you're still a fan of the Chiefs right now, I think minus 115, you'll yeah, you'll, you'll never see that again. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It, I think if you bet that, though, on the Chiefs, you're going to be. Every game you might be struggling, you know, it might just be one of those seasons where every game is just going to continue to be like a tough, close game for the Chiefs. But, uh, well, uh, yeah. And I'm looking and we haven't seen the Eagles play tonight, but I'm pretty sure they're not great. And so the Chiefs have them. They go to Philly next week, which is interesting because it may be without mm-hmm. Andy Reid against his old team. That's a whole storyline in itself. But I assume they'll win that game. And then the Chargers and Raiders play each other, and the Broncos uh-huh. have a tough one against the Ravens. So, um, one one out of the Chargers Raiders is gonna that that line will go down considerably. But I also do think the Chiefs <coughs> you could see them at minus one fifty after yep. next week, and then sure. maybe even double that a month from now. Who who knows? But I, I thought that was the first game that Mahomes didn't play great, um, yep. and uh, he'll get it back. Harry, the Tucker field goal. How long does that record stand? Boy, I, I think it stands for a long time because uh, I think teams. Aside from Tucker, who else? I mean, look what Arizona tried to do and Cliff Kingsbury tried to do yesterday. And it almost it, it came back to bite them with a 68 yard try by Prater uh, that got returned for the touchdown. Uh, it, it didn't really come it, back. Well, to it, it, was, it, it immediately, it, 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 it immediately getting, bit them. Kingsbury was getting crushed on social media because of that oh, at yeah. the time. And if they would have they lost won, that though, game, yeah. that could have been his uh, uh, sentence of, uh, of being fired. Um, but they did win the three and zero. But still, I think that's. I just don't think teams are going to try that because they just don't have the kicker. No one, no one's, no one has the capabilities really of just Tucker. Tucker's been amazing throughout his career. Uh, Prater did have one. I didn't believe he had the record before at sixty three, but they tried the sixty eight, got the touchdown return. I just don't think teams will try it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of luck involved, right? So you have to be. There has to be three seconds left in the half, or right. Three seconds left in the game, or something, and you know, obviously you got a better shot at it in a dome or in Denver or something like that. But I think this goes for seven or eight more years, at least. I don't know. It just uh, added a couple, right? Parley kid. This is a, this is a tough one. 66 is all of a sudden you're lining up and you're, again, you're taking the chance 
like you saw in uh, in Jacksonville yesterday, you got a guy returning the ball at the goal line with a head yeah, of steam. Yeah, I don't think you'll ever see it outdoors unless, of course, there's a wind behind you, which maybe right. was the case yesterday. Uh, that was a perfect environment for that field goal to happen. And as it turns out, let's face it, and I was the beneficiary of it, is mm. uh, it should have been a delay of game penalty. That, that ball yep. should have been moved back five yards. The NFL's got to get this stuff right. These coaches – and players put in too much time to get screwed over like this. Uh, it, obviously, if it's seventy-one yard field goal, they're not even attempting it there. Right. I, I don't. Yeah, think. the delay of game that was a zero uh, uh, for a good, couple good, seconds. Good, good seconds. Mississippi yeah. and a half. Second, solid, second and a half, two seconds. Yeah. It's got to be called. There's a guy that's specifically looking at that clock. Uh, that they say, well, you look at the clock, then you look back down. If the ball's still not snapped, you call mm -hmm. it. But there was plenty enough time for that. Didn't happen. Uh, you know, coaches lo coaches lose jobs over this stuff. Right? Sure. They, 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 their jobs are basically determined by their win and loss record. And Detroit yep. really probably got hosed out of that. Darren. Uh, out of that system. Darren. They always seem to get screwed over Darren, screw one, once a year, by the way. Guys, screw coaches. Okay. What about survivor pools and people? Where you had people at Baltimore. So yeah, that's more important. <laughs> Way more. It's true. Way. Illegal, it's point. Ill illegal point. survivor pools where guys in New York City are meeting you with a backpack on the subway uh, five times. <laughs> I don't know how that works out. That's I'm not sad. being specific. Sal, don't forget, though, Baltimore <laughs> this week plays in Denver. If there was ever, ever going right. to be a time. Oh, you're right. There's you're right. Be a time for I a always Tucker. thought about that. Like when Tucker retired, let's say the Ravens stink by the time Tucker retires or something. Could they set it up? Could they still get keep getting false starts to break the record. You know what I mean? Like if, if it's a meaningless game or, or something that could, I, I would, I would like to see that if uh, he had a relationship with the head coach like that um, when it came down to it, but 66 is going to be really tough to beat. Right. Speaking of uh parlay kid, you guys had a uh, miraculous three for three in your sharp tank picks. You want to really quickly go over it? I know you, you said you're the beneficiary of that. Tucker. Yeah, pick. I was, I had a plus plus one thirty-eight parlay. I think, uh, uh, I'm, I'm forgetting the easiest one because it was so, so easy, but I had the Ravens to win on the money line mm -hmm. and I had the Raiders to win on the money line. Wow. And, uh, I was the beneficiary on both cases. I mean, in both cases, things look good for a while. Yeah. Um, look really good. I didn't think I wasn't even thinking about that Ravens game for most of the game until, uh, until probably the fourth quarter. Like I, I might be in trouble here and same yeah. kind of with that Raiders. You started off shaky. And then it's once the Raiders were up uh, 11, even though I remember saying to Brian, I think this missed extra point is going to come back to get them. Sure enough, it did. Uh, but got look, sometimes you get lucky. I, really, it's right. I, I got that very Raiders. lucky to win two games like that yesterday. Very yeah. lucky. The, the Bills was your other team. Raiders and Ravens plus Bills, 138. Right. The Raiders, I knew what that result was going to be. I'm like, they're going to win and not cover. They're going to screw over everyone who took it three and a half, which is a ridiculous line to begin with. So it's either going to they're going to miss the two point conversion in regulation, Miami, or they'll lose by three in overtime, and that's that's exactly what happened. Harry, you had an interesting one too, right? Well, actually, this was an easier one. Yeah, it was nice and easy. Arizona State money line on Saturday night. Colorado's offense still continues to be awful. Then I had Arizona and the Browns both on the money line, both cover the spread. Well, mm -hmm. although and Arizona though, was oh, losing yeah. nineteen to ten, and you were cursing your head off with them for a little while. Nah, not really, not really. Listen, Trevor Lawrence, seven picks now, <laughs> seven picks, garbage. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, these teams are these quarterbacks. I can't believe it's, it's like this because it wasn't. Well, I mean, I guess we should believe it. This is basically how it should be, but not one in ten 
straight up and one in 10 against the spread. And the only time, the only win was uh, Jones against Zach Wilson. Someone had to win that, right? Yeah. Uh, straight up. So uh, I don't know that it continues. I, I do need well, to apologize to Eddie Spaghetti. Brother Bri, your best bet was Notre yeah, Dame. Yeah, Notre Dame. That was set, so easy. I was, what the I, hell? I, was, I was pissed at myself. I didn't put like a decent amount on the money line, too. I mean, I had a lot. That was my big bet for the weekend on them. But yeah. uh, it was. That's uh, Kevin Hench's theory, right? Like you're either um, you're you're either terrible at betting or you're a pussy, <laughs> right? Like that, that, those are the two I, results. Like, oh shit, I should have bet more, or I'm 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 bad at this. Right? This is so true. One back to that. I, what? Go ahead. What happened? No, no, I don't know. Yeah, no, I had. Uh, I will say <laughs> the last since we started the football, my my picks have been fire, and you know we had the yeah. uh, I had Darnold I had Darnold on Thursday night first touchdown, Arkansas the yeah. Raiders over. Um, yeah, Notre Dame, all this came in pretty easy. Spaghetti, nice job by you. I, I don't know. I'm not laying six and a half points anymore with a team that is going to sc- struggle to score six and a half points. I mean, they <laughs> sucked. That Mertz, I guess he had like flashes. We watched that whole game. Just, just so bad. Maybe he shouldn't have been as, as bad as it was. They end up scoring 41 or something, but you had to be happy with that. Oh, I, I love that game. I did not expect them to win it the way they did. I knew it. I knew you I thought it was going to be a close-scoring game. I did not think. I was right about one thing, that Wisconsin was not going to score the ball, and they did not. But I did not think Notre Dame's defense, which is pretty boom robust. I mean, with the defensive touchdowns, special team touchdowns, that was uh, that was really, really fun to watch. I mean, they were losing in the beginning of the fourth quarter, and they won that game with that margin. So good job by the Irish. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, though, if you do run the table, which I don't know, that, that's going to be tough, although USC is not good at I'm looking at these games now. Uh Wisconsin could end up with like four or five losses. So it's not, not going to be a big win. But um, so Brother Bry's is doing well. The Sharp Tank picks were great. All right, well, now it's time to deep dive into the collectively crushed soul of the degenerate trifecta in a segment we hate to call bed eggs. When a bet makes you sick and you make the wrong pick, it's a bad egg. It's a bad egg. It's a bad egg. Yes, indeed. Brought to you by our friends at PropSwap. I didn't really have any other than that stupid Wisconsin bet. Shame on me. I just went the other way. The line looked so fishy, and I never learn. Or maybe I do learn. Now, next time the line will look fishy, I'll go with the fishy side, and I'll get slaughtered by 30 points. I know how it goes. But let's uh, check in with you guys. Parlay Kid, what is your bet for the week? Well, man, Sal, I... You know I love that uh, quarterback over one and a half TD passes. Oh, you I, love I it. I ride this. Yeah. I have. I am in a terrible slump. Although I did hit it last night with Rogers and Jimmy mm-hmm. G. Finally, uh, but I did have Cone by the way on uh, Notre Dame to go over one and a half. He that was, was good. Obviously. I didn't like that at all. That was good. You know, but we got hurt. He never got it. So yeah, uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> right. He did there anyways, Darren. Of, of course. <laughs> So that was that's that stunk. It was great. It looked great <laughs> on paper. And but then yesterday saw so to top it off, I have a 28 to 1 parlay. I didn't have a ton of money on it, but 28 to 1 nonetheless. It's just I think the satisfaction mm-hmm. of hitting like a 28 to 1 parlay mm-hmm. is uh something that obviously, sure. you know, doesn't really too much matter the money you have on it, you're gonna win some money. So I have Russell Wilson to finish it off over one and a half touchdown passes. Oh man. To finish the parlay off. He throws one on the first drive. And then the game seemed like it was going to be up and down all game long, right? Mm. But in typical Seahawks fashion, and I can't really just get on Russell Wilson here because it just seems like this team, this happens all the time. Um, And then not only that, but if you saw the end of the game, 
there was probably two missed pass interference calls that would have given Seattle a chance to put one uh-huh. more in. Uh, I think brutal, brutal misses by the refs. Again, there's no call. You didn't hear maybe too much about it because there was a 10-point lead at the time. Had it been a uh-huh. one-touchdown lead, I think these calls would have uh, – People, some people would have uh, went after the refs. They were so bad. So of course it, it's just, a top I, it's a top three frustrating offense when it's not working right. You look I, at right. it it's like it's what so, the hell I mean, is going just, on, Darren, especially after Darren, the first. That's run. exactly right, Darren. I hope you're not no, talking about the Harris Smith Harrison Smith play because that was a great play, and also to date back to no, your it was, other it was pass interference. The Raiders right. should have got Paul, called for pass interference at the end of the in, 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 in the overtime, and they and they didn't get the call. Definitely not. What? So Definitely, not. Definitely not. Oh, Brian, no, I, that I, was I, brutal passing their well, face. What is that? Wait, how can you about? say that the how could you say the Minnesota one wasn't passing appearance? But the, Smith but the Raiders exactly at the time of the ball. That was exactly. definitely more passing appearance than the Raiders. No yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. Yes. No and so, so was the one on Metcalf, Harry. Did you not see the one on the play before to Metcalf? Maybe so, but if you're if I'm just saying, if you're saying the Harrison Smith one, no way. Harrison Smith got the he wasn't looking back, but he no. got there right when the ball got there. That is not passing. No, I'm defending these stupid early. Vikings teams. The, the Raider he, one he was definitely the Raider one in overtime absolutely should have been called. Definitely not. I know Harry wants to brag about the Vikings. This is what Kirk Cousins does. He'll get one or two of these games a year. Like, why are you What's he for, for MVP? What's he for MVP? Uh, take it. Buy, go buy it. Just I might. dare you. I dare you. Just might. He's not going to do it. All right. You guys, listen. Let's, let's get away from the sissy stuff and get to the WNBA because you got some uh, bad beats there. Harry? Uh, yeah, start? yesterday, uh, you know, uh, the Phoenix Mercury um, – Won their first uh, opening round game, so they qualified to play uh, Seattle yesterday on the road. I had the under. I thought this would be a defensive struggle, and it was through three quarters, basically. And then, of course, it. I got under one. I even bought two points in a parlay, bought it up to under 162 and a half. It's at like 143 with a minute to go, and it's 73-70. And, of course, Seattle hits a three with about – a minute to go to make it 73, 73. <laughs> and there's like six shots in in between that time. And nobody can make one goes overtime and it lands like 164, And I lose. Mm. Do you think that <laughs> Seattle should have benefited from a pass interference or no? It's different. My girl grinder was great, but it just, uh, but just happened to go overtime. All right. There you go. And brother Bry, you also. Well, lost with yeah. The well, this is where we're bad at betting sometimes because Harry sends me a, uh, Harry said, I wasn't planning on betting the WNBA playoffs yesterday, even though I, I, I do love it. Um, and Harry sends me uh, Mercury minus three and a half without Stewart, like a lock. And I was like, fuck, Harry's been, I don't know, Harry's been ice cold for months. I'm like, I'm going, I'm going against this. Not really a lock. I was like, I'll take the three and a half. Um, so Harry doesn't even bet the minus three and a half. Harry bets the, <laughs> Harry ends up betting the under, which is weird. Well, I, did, of- Bri, Bri, I did, Bri, I did bet. Before the playoffs started, I did beat the Mer- I did bet the Mercury to win the championship. Oh, well, they're not winning the championship. Don't worry about that. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, play so the then, aces now. So then it's a yeah, they're not winning. Um, so it's yeah. So like Harry said, it's 73-73, and there's about six or seven straight shots that are missed. It goes into overtime. It's sitting around two with like a minute left, and uh, then I have about twenty <laughs> seconds left of that game. Uh, Seattle misses the last two shots of the game, and they lose by well, they were losing by. Three. Wait, no, they were losing by five. They missed the last two shots again. So Phoenix missed like five straight free throws then too, bro. Yeah. Oh, they did. Parlay kid, this is craziness. This is craziness. This is WNBA. Uh, I, mean, I, I, I mean, God, God bless, bless these women. Yeah. 
I, I don't know with football going on and college football going on. I, I felt give bad anybody that's that dedicated right? to the WNBA well, yeah. a All lot right. of Let's credit. just say, let's say yeah. the WNBA right now, mm-hmm. um, the Aces aren't even the favorites right now. Connecticut is the favorite, but plus one. We <laughs> have course. to bet. We, we everybody because knows we had that. Chelsea Gray yeah. on the show, right? We still we really should That's bet true. them. The fact that they're two to one right now. Let's just all bet them. Let's uh, let's all okay. win some money. Let's do it. Not I'll against do it. Mark, I'll baby. Not against do it. Mark. I'm in. I'll do I'm it in. if Harry's not in. Not exactly. Harry's yeah, not in. Baby. I'll do it. Yeah. Like I said, it's if you if you if you bet it, they're never meaningless. So we would jump on it. Give us something else to go. Hey, um, someone wrote in to me on Twitter. Hey, Sal, this guy's name is Matt Russell. I had Moneyline Parlay with Las Vegas, LA Rams, Minnesota, and Tennessee. Ecstatic. I think I won. Then scrolling through the app, I realized I picked next week's Minnesota-Cleveland game instead of Minnesota-Seattle. <laughs> is that a bad beat? Is that a bet ache? Um, I don't know. I, I think we have to wait and see. <laughs> it's potentially bad. <laughs> I think it's um, careless. I think you're drinking some of Harry's weed soda. I think that's what's going on here. But uh, good job by you. Keep it up. Harry, um, 80 to 1 for Cousins. Jump on it. Go wow. On. Okay. I just. I mean, 80 to 1. You're, you're talking like it's a done deal. You might as well Guy's bet Guy's flawless. It, right? I mean, he's flawless in his throws. His decision-making, right. the team's offense, it's One fantastic. Game. we got three great receivers, One and they game. did it all yesterday without Cook. Mm-hmm. Uh, One game, they did it. All right. Uh, why don't you give Sam Donald much credit on what? what he did without, without McCaffrey? About, without McCaffrey, he did it. Okay, uh, for half a game. And let's look back, actually. What? Let's look back. If you look back to week one and the way what we've seen through three weeks with the Jets' offense, I actually got to give thumb, Sam Donald thumbs down I mean, how did they not just destroy the oh, Jets in week God. one? They had a battle. They beat them up pretty good. The Jets. the Jets can't score for anything. Well, it was the first game. No. So there's now tape on well, there's no. tape. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to explain to you. I don't know. All right. so, this guy, it's just... Who did Minnesota lose to? Arizona. The, who's bang, the Bengals and Arizona. Arizona's right. 3-0 and Bengals who are 2-1. Uh, all right. BetX is brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com, which is filled with fresh features like filtering tickets based on value. You can browse the activity feed to stay in the know and a loyalty rewards program that turns sales into extra cash and much more. Use promo code ODDS ODDS on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in free bonus cash. And now it's time for another edition of the Extra Prop of the Week. Today's prop focuses on Saturday's matchup in the SEC between number eight, Arkansas, number two, Georgia. What will be the final number for total points scored in the game? For reference, Fandle has the over-under at 48 and a half. Good, Harry. What's the number? Arkansas, Georgia. Uh, Nice, very nice pick by Brian with Arkansas on Saturday. Uh, Defense Mm. look really good. I'm going to say, but Georgia is really rolling lately. Um, I'm going to say lands 54. 54. All right. Considerably uh, over the, the Fandle total of 48 and a half. Arkansas, yes, we might be uh, we might be big fans of Arkansas. I don't want to I don't want to spoil it. Can't announce it just yet, but Arkansas on a tear 4-0 right now. But to enter, tweet us your guess at extra points pod and at prop swap with the hashtag hashtag extra prop. You must be following both accounts to win. The winner will receive a hundred and fifty dollar Georgia championship ticket, courtesy of prop swap. That's to win $150 on Georgia win the whole thing. Go to PropSwap.com today or download the PropSwap app to find the best odds nationwide. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. There you go. All right, let's do it, guys. Tonight, 
Monday night football, Cowboys minus three. This hovered around three and a half most of the week. 51 and a half is the over under. We're each going to pick a side. We're each going to pick a total. Uh, sorry, a side or a total. We're going to pick a prop and first touchdown scorer. Uh, I'm cheating a little bit because I'm, I'm already going against the rules that I just laid out, but I'm going Dallas over 27 and a half points. This is Dak at home. Finally, big, big game. Now, remember, uh, on these Monday games, the Raiders, the home team, 33 points. The Packers, the home team, 35 points. I think the Cowboys also scored 35, 35-20 final. The defense could score too. This is one of those things. Uh, I really like Dak. He owns the Eagles. If you look at the last, I know the spread wise, um, you might say differently, but Dak owns the Eagles in the last six. Parlay Kim, what are the numbers here? Dak in the last five games versus the Eagles, four and one, four and one against the spread, 69% passing, shade under 300 yards uh, passing. And so I don't want to have to worry about the spread. I think it's going to be a 35 20 final, but I think that uh, they're going to score considerably over their total of 27 and a half. Get me that bet. The over Parley kid. You like the Cowboys here? Cowboys minus three uh, here, Sal. Um, I think brother bride probably believes talk about fishy lines. Yeah. I think he thinks this is a little fishy too. He does. Uh, does he? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and, and I do too, a little bit. I don't, like I said, I don't believe in fishy lines. I think the Cowboys really could be a little bit uh, larger favorites here as they've beaten. Uh, they played toe, you know, went toe to toe with uh, Tampa. And um, beat the Chargers, who have turned out to be a pretty darn good team. Beat them on the road, no less. So Cowboys come home for the first time this year, Sal. This is the type of game, Sal. Honestly, they should blow this team out. They should. Uh, they're home, the first game of the year, right? The crowd should be pumped. This is where they should be putting on a show. I think it's going to be a little closer than maybe I think. Kind of what you're saying. I think the Cowboys score a lot of points here. I think the defense. Fits in pretty well here to play against the Eagles. I don't think the Eagles have really scary weapons, maybe that Tampa Bay had or that the Chargers had. And I think Parsons can chase down Hurts uh, all over the field. I think that will help uh, the Cowboys, even though I know defensively they're missing a ton of guys. Uh, they're they're ball hawking, they're stripping. You know, they've caused six turnovers so far this year, which is uh, remarkable for a Cowboys defense. I think it continues. I think their defense plays well enough. Their offense rolls, and the Cowboys cover this three pretty easily. Here's something else. Cowboys have turned uh, for six turnovers. Eagles, only team in the NFL to yet to force a turnover this season. Yeah. And uh, Eagles, 6-11 and against the spread on the road since 2019, which is tied for third worst in the NFL. Now, I know Brother Bry is going to give us some bad Cowboys against the spread stats <laughs> coming up. But, uh, Harry, even you're on the boys to win the game. Oh, no. <laughs> I am uh, at minus 176 on the money line. I'm not going to lay the points here. I don't want to have to win by four. I'm just going to say Dallas wins the game. But Dallas, uh, offensively, second in the NFL in yards per game. You guys mentioned the turnovers. Second in forced turnovers in the league, and they've only played two games. 3-0 and at home, last three games. At home against Philly, even Dalton had 377 yards against Philly last season and a 27-point win. Uh, Philly 2-7. and seven. Last nine overall on the road. But I am, like I said, taking the money line for Dallas, not laying the points here because defensively, the Eagles have looked good this year, allowed only 23 points in two games. Uh, I'm not going to mess with the points, like I said. Uh, and I'm going to take Dallas just to win the game. 
All right, that minus 176 went to minus 188 sometime in between you read it. And, uh, but 88's a good number. It's a good luck. CD, Dez, yeah. Drew Pearson, Playmaker, minus 188. Cowboys. Bri, you're buying the half point. You think it's too many. Uh, yeah, I'm get. taking the three and a half. I mean, at minus 120. I mean, it should be. I don't know. I don't know how this is at three. The, again, this seems to me like the Raiders-Dolphins game where that was a fishy line. This seems like a fishy line. Um, that being said, I do, I do like the Eagles getting three and a half, you know, um, Quinn's done a good job being aggressive for the Cowboys and helping this defense force turner turnovers, but that, don't forget though, guys have been wide open all over the field still. And I, I, I hear what Parley kid's saying with, you know, maybe the Eagles are a little bit different, but still, still a lot of weapons out there. So, um, you know, you you said, uh, I was going to give you some numbers about the Cowboys, but yeah, the Cowboys as favorites are two and 10 mm-hmm. against the spread in their last 12, two mm. and 10. Um, yeah, two and eight. I'm looking two and eight straight up in prime yeah. time and three and three and seven. Yeah. Just the get the feeling in this prime yeah. time game. I just feel like it's a close game. You know, in these games we've expected to be close in these night games, we've had, we've gotten some really good, um, night games. I'm not mm-hmm. including like the Carolina Houston game or the other shitty Rams Bears game, but these other games have all been really close. I think this division game is going to be a really close game. Um, I do think there's going to be a lot of points scored. Um, I don't trust the Cowboys enough, though, uh, to cover the. Th- I just don't trust them to cover the three and a half. I, 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 if the Cowboys blow them out, I'll think differently about them this season. But uh, I'm just not ready to back them yet. Yeah, parlay kid. It seems too easy that with the Giants being the Giants, and we saw it again yeah. yesterday against Atlanta. And Washington, we can forget about their defense being a stellar unit because their last four games, they've, I mean, they're, they're pitiful, actually, defensively. Yep. Um, it seems too easy that we would, in our minds, clinch the division on September 27th, <laughs> the even, right? <laughs> That's it, right? I don't know. I, I, I'm still going with them. I still like them to score a lot of points. And this should be a DAC home game, coming out game where the offense just explodes. But um, I don't know. I can see us on the phone for an hour afterwards bemoaning the loss. We'll see what happens. Uh, let's each pick a player prop. I'm going Tony Pollard over 30 and a half. Man, I think this is low. Minus yeah. 113. 30 and a half rushing yards. At 13 carries last week. Brandon Graham, the big uh, run stuffer for Philly. He's out for the year. Gone. I don't know that he'll get 13 carries, but will he get eight? I mean, he averages 7.7 yards a carry. Well, yeah. I, he won't do that either, but will he get two per quarter? I think he will. Eight carries. He'll, he'll clips 30 and a half yards. Um, he'll split time with Zeke. I'm not ready to put a fork in Zeke, you know, but I don't think Zeke is going to get 25, 28 carries either. So Tony Pollard gets somewhere between eight and 10 carries and rushes for over 30 and a half yards. It seems easy to me. I'm going over. Uh, Parley Kid. Oh, you're doing it again. Hit us with it. <laughs> I had to do this, Sal. Um, Dak over one and a half touchdown passes. Um, I'm laying a little juicy. I mean, minus 148. I mean, it's, uh, I'm not happy about that, but, uh, I like you said, we're talking about all these points being scored tonight. I'm really convinced that the, uh, Cowboys are going to put up points that could get this by the end of the first half. If uh, things go according to plan. And I think it, what I, so, you know, what I like about this bet and is just that you're pretty much always in this bet. Really? I feel like, Unless the guy has zero going into the fourth quarter, I feel like it always has a chance. It keeps my interest. Uh, I was really good at it at one point. Uh, lately, I can't hit it for the life of me. 
But I do I think like if they're taking do... him off on a stretch, oh, yeah, yeah. Unless all he goes of a sudden, out you're all of a sudden, <laughs> you're out. Uh, you're out all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, willing, I'm willing again. to risk that. <laughs> well, I don't know what Harry just keeps just just mumbling today. In case he goes out for the season again. By the way, Darren, Dak four for four right, on Monday nights. Darren, two touchdowns or more. Four for four on Monday nights for Dak. There you go. Thank you for that stat. I can't tell if he's on your side or not. seems like easy money. I don't. That's yeah. Yeah. All right. Dak over one and a half. I like Pollard over 30 and a half. Um, all right, Harry. Wow. You're, I mean, Harry's pro Cowboys all over the place. A little bit tonight. I'm going to take Zeke over 14 and a half carries at minus huh. 114. Uh, needs a solid game to get his confidence level, I think, go back where it should be on this team offensively. He had 16 versus the Chargers last week. He had 19 carries in both games against Philly last season and in eight career games against Philly. Seven of them, he's gone for not more than 14, not, not just 15. He's gone for 19 or more in seven of eight games against the Eagles. I like him to go for at least 15 tonight. All right. And Brother Bry, go ahead. Right straight through the heart. All, all, all Eagles, Eagles here. Uh, you're, you're, you've been good with the quarterback Eagles, props. Yeah, I have to say. Eagles. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I'm going to go Jalen Hurts over 56 and a half rushing yards at minus 105. I really like this one. Hurts in six starts in his career so far is averaging – 10 and a half rushing attempts and 69 yards rushing per game. He's had uh, 62 yards or more in five of his six starts. And don't forget the one, the one game he didn't get that was last year when Peterson benched him. Uh, yeah. Him Peterson yeah. benched him to get the higher draft pick. Um, was that the game that cost Brad in that survivor pool or was that the week, week no, before? The, the, it was Cowboys Shit, the Eagles before. where the Eagles yeah, were winning by 10. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. 56 and a half uh, seems a little low to me. By the way, Brad, uh, Mikey Meatballs witnessed Brad yesterday. What a, what a, <laughs> he said he's never seen someone ingest more sugar, right? Is that what he said? And, and like, what was that? I think he consumed <laughs> probably a month's worth of sugar uh, within two hours. It's unbelievable. And then you got Hench there who ha- what refuses to eat bread because he's all TB12'd out. And they have uh, conversations about the kings and queens of the 1700s. Like, how could these, this be the same person uh, around the same age? But, yeah, it was a, it was something to see. Uh, all right, so those are our props: Zeke over fourteen and a half carries, Dak over one and a half touchdowns, uh, passes, Hurts over fifty four and a half rushing yards, and Tony Pollard over thirty and a half rushing yards. But that's the Monday night game. Why think about the Monday night game when we could look ahead to Thursday? FanDuel Sportsbook wants you to get the most out of every play. That's why they're giving everyone a ten dollar risk free bet every week. All you have to do is bet a same-game parlay bet with three legs or more. And if your bet doesn't win, FanDuel will pay you back up to $10. You could do it in the Cowboys-Eagles game. You could do it in the Jaguars-Bengals. Fast payouts, easy to use, safe and secure. America's number one sports book. Same-game parlay bets. Take some of those props we just told you. Mix them with the, the money line or, or side or total plays that we gave you. No t- feeling like nailing a same-game parlay bet. Lock in your bet today on FanDuel Sportsbook. Get up to 10 bucks back if your bet doesn't win. Or if you're new to FanDuel Sportsbook, they're also offering a risk-free $1,000 bet. If you prefer that, just sign up with promo code against the odds. And if your bet loses, you get up to $1,000 back in site credit. Promo code against all odds. Yes, there's a max refund of $10. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Same game parlay is available for multiple sports in all states on mobile 
or web. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Or the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. You can visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. That's FanDuel.com slash against all odds. All right, let's now pick a first touchdown. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to the well maybe too many times with this. I had Danny Dimes two Thursdays ago for a quarterback to hit. That was 16 to one. I'm going with Dak. 13 to 1, 24 rushing touchdowns in 70 games. Bri, you've had good luck with Kyler Murray. Like the touch, the quarterback figures in rushing by the goal line seems more times than not uh, in these night games and just games in general. I like Dak at 13 to 1. What are you going yeah, with? Yeah, well, Bri? you and I, we talked about this last week because I, I got Darnold right at 24 to 1. You had Jones right the week before at 16 to 1. So I, I do, I'm the same way as you. I like the quarterbacks. I like the tight ends based on the odds. I do like Hertz at plus 950, but I, I, I think I'm going to go with Goddard here at plus 1400. Um, Goddard's one touchdown so far in the season. That was in week one. But we saw, you know, I based this off of what we saw in Gronk, what Gronk did to the Cowboys in week one, um, you know, where he just he just blew up against them. And I, I do think that, you know, it's going to be short yardage on the goal line. And I, I think Goddard would be the play there inside the five. All right, Harry, you like Pollard, even though you like a lot of carries for um, Zeke, right? Yeah, I feel like How's Pollard at ten to one. Uh, like you mentioned, Sally uh, looks really good. Looks quick, fast. Seven point seven yards a carry. Scored the first touchdown last week in LA against the Chargers. Had four touchdowns last season. Had the first touchdown in the San Francisco game last year. So let's go Pollard at ten to one. He looks good. There you go. All right, and Parlay Kid, what do we have? I'm taking CD Lamb here at uh, plus eight fifty. Uh, I also have Lamb on our extra points pick for most uh, receiving yards at plus 230. Uh, Lamb's been targeted 24 times, got 15 catches. He has one touchdown. Uh, you know if they get down there or anywhere anywhere on the field, he can catch one. At plus 850, I, I like those odds. All right, so Dak 13-1, CeeDee Lamb plus 850, Dallas Goddard 14-1, or Pollard. At 10 to 1. There you go. All right, let's bring our guest in. He's waiting so patiently. All right, let's bring in our guest. He's a former NFL head coach, offensive coordinator, no stranger to some of the best offenses of the past 20 years. Todd Haley is here. What's happening, Todd? I'm doing good. Thank you for that intro. That was very kind and nice. Uh, yes. Oh, did, did you think I was going to take a shot at you <laughs> or, or, or make fun of how you're dressed? I don't know. No, you're, no we're uh, happy to have you on. I do want to ask you the question everyone wants to know the answer to you to have you tried Hugh Jackson's tequila yet? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no plans for that. I do like that, tequila, uh, but I haven't tried his. You haven't tried Hugh's? Oh, I'm hearing it's the best. No, I don't even know uh, a thing about it. Now, Todd, you grew up watching the Steelers. I don't think I needed to tell you that you were a ball boy. Your dad worked in player personnel. Is that right? Yep. Played for the Steelers. And then, uh, yeah. Work for him. So, yeah, I, I was a ball boy for all those uh, phenomenal players. I uh, got to watch them every single day. Uh, when the Steelers won, we had a little better Christmas, even though there was no there was no money in the <laughs> NFL at that time. But it was a better Christmas when the Steelers won a Super Bowl. 
Yeah, absolutely. Now you look at Big Ben. What do you think? And so I think it, it seems like it's over. Now there's a meme of him falling down, throwing a pass, and that's a telltale sign that the end is near. What do you think is the cleanest break here? Or do you think he could finish out the year and bring this team back to the playoffs? I think nine and eight could actually make it now in the AFC as things are shaking out. Yeah, I mean, Ben is, is, is a really talented. He's ultra competitive. I was a little surprised when Pouncey retired that Ben didn't make that same decision just because uh, that center position is so critical. Now they're playing with a guy that was a, you know, I think he has a chance to be good, but I mean, he was a defense lineman converted to center and all that goes into that position from a communication standpoint, from a protection standpoint, and all that Pouncey was able to do for Ben uh, through the years, uh, you know, which I was a big part of, uh, uh, you know, for six years of it. Um, I was a little surprised because, you know, to send Ben out there with a, a basically a rookie center that hasn't played the position a whole bunch, tough deal, tough deal. Uh, and again, some some coaches force the quarterback to to handle all that. I've always been a believer of if you got a really smart center, you let him do it and let the quarterback worry about being the quarterback and throwing the football where it's supposed to go. So. Um, you know, to me, it's, you know, it doesn't look good, but I'm not going to point the finger at Ben. I'm going to say that I think he has zero trust right now in those guys up front. Um, they're still unable to run the football. Some of the play uh, design and, and calls, you know, you could, you could question, but, uh, you know, I, I, it, it's a team effort, uh, you know, and I think Tomlin said that when you lose, you know, it's everybody. It's not, it's easy to say, oh, well, it's the quarterback, but. I don't think he's getting a lot of help right now. Yeah, not only that, I think you're right. Like when they drafted Najee Harris, like people just assume like, all right, his problems are all over right now. They have a running game, but you're right. It all begins and ends with that offensive line and whether he's dumping it off to Najee Harris or not, um, it's still tough to, to get him protected. And um, yeah, he definitely needs this at this advanced age. He's not as mobile as uh, he used to be. Uh, as far as the rookie quarterbacks go, I think we were, spoiled by Joe Burrow's rookie year, um, you know, uh, Herbert's rookie year, and, you know, to a degree, Tua showed showed some flashes. And now we're looking at these rookie quarterbacks who are 1-10, and 1-10 against the spread, too. I don't know if you want to talk about that. But 1-10, uh, which of the four do you see standing out, or if any? Well, it, it shows you that it's very tough. Uh, to, to play quarterback as a young, as a rookie guy. I mean, it just doesn't happen very often that young guys step uh -huh. in. That's, that makes me say, wow, even more about Herbert because, you know, he wasn't the guy that got a lot of fanfare when he was coming out and when he got drafted. Uh, but, you know, he actually came in, you know, not by design. Obviously, you know, Tyrod got his, his lung punched in but uh, or punctured, um, but he had to come in and play and, and I mean, he really played at a high level for most of the season. Uh, and now we're seeing some more of that this year. Uh, you know, to me, you know, Mac Jones has the best supporting cast. Um, you know, I was very interested in yesterday's game. I had done a couple interviews about what do you think about Mac? And, and, the, and the, every, everything you saw you liked. But in the interview, I said, I said, I want to see him be behind by a couple scores, then we'll learn a little bit more about Mac Jones. And, and sure enough, they got behind and, uh, it's tough. I mean, it looks easy when, when you're ahead, when you're ahead of the change, you can dump it down, you can hit backs. Uh, but 
you know, all these young guys, you know, Zach Wilson, who I think is immensely talented, but, you know, there's a process of learning how to be a quarterback in the NFL. It does not happen overnight. You better have some traits or people around you that allow you to get up to the speed of the game, to slow the game down. I mean, with all these young guys, I mean, it's like a, it's like a, re- a record on rewind. It's he's holding the ball. There's a back open and we're not throwing it. And now we're running backwards and trying to get out of the way. So uh, you see it over and over. I mean, they're just, they're not seeing things, uh, the, how they will hopefully see things as they get a little more experience and grow as a quarterback. Yeah. I feel like, and coaches get bombarded with the, with the criticism too. And it's not really like, I feel like if you're a coach, you're like, Hey, trust me on this. We're watching these quarterbacks in practice. If we don't want to put Justin Fields in game one, there's a reason for it. And then we saw yesterday he had six completions and looked, it really looked lost. I mean, he got sacked nine times that didn't help, but, um, do you feel like, do you feel for these coaches when they're getting criticized for not putting these young players in um, right away and the fan bases go crazy? Well, Chicago, I coached in Chicago for three years. I know, I know how much pressure, yeah. I mean, I didn't coach in Philly, but I drove through Philly enough uh, listening to talk radio to know very difficult also, but uh, you know, Chicago, a great city, great fan base, but they're very tough. Uh, I was, I was happy that Matt Nagy was standing his ground as far as Andy Dalton giving them the best chance to win right now. But, you know, having been there in Cleveland with, you know, our plan was Tyrod Taylor was going to play and Baker was going to sit for a year, which is always best for these young guys. Um, you know, and, and those plans fall apart pretty quick. You know, what I was disappointed with is it just, I mean, to drop back about the, uh, against the Cleveland Browns and not have an extra tight end and not be, you know, m- protecting on both sides and to j- just let Miles Garrett and these guys come free. I mean, it's not fair. So, uh, yeah, I feel for them at times. And at times I feel like they're not really putting their players in the best chance to succeed. All right. Now I'm the lifelong Cowboys fan. Tony Romo was my favorite. You were wide receivers coach in Dallas when Tony became the starter. Give it, give me, I'm now friendly with Tony. We've traveled. Um, I've, I've seen, uh, I've seen his uh, top half naked, if, if that counts for anything. But uh, give me one of your favorite Romo stories that I can make fun of him next time I see him or add some color as to how how great a quarterback he was. Um, uh, I love Tony. I mean, yeah, I was there. Um, we had Drew Bledsoe and, and we're going out to practice every day. And here's this young kid that nobody really knew who his name was on the show team playing against our defense and just tearing him up every single day. And, and one week we were playing the Packers, you know, and Tony being from where he's from is a huge Brett Favre uh, fan. And he just went bananas. And, and at, at one point, you know, you, you know, as scary as it is to go to Bill Parcells and say, listen, uh, Drew Bledsoe is probably at the end. He's a sitting duck. Our line's not very good. This, this young Romo guy has a chance to increase our margin of error, so, so to speak, you know, and it didn't start pretty, but he came in and really, you know, that, that year he dropped the snap against the Seahawks. I feel like we had a legit shot. If we'd won, we would have had to play the bears. We were good playing quarterbacks that couldn't move like Rex Grossman. I believe we had a chance to be in the Super Bowl. but, um, Tony Romo best. He was a real gym rat. He became a little bit of a celebrity later on after I left, you know, and Bill left cause you know, Bill didn't believe in celebrity quarterbacks, but, um, it would be the middle of the winter 
And Tony would come by my office and no players were around. And he'd say, hey, you know, I'm thinking about changing my grip. You know, I'm going to move my pointer a little closer to the point of the ball. Will you come out and catch balls for me? I mean, it was cold in Texas. I mean, it's the middle of February, whatever it was. And, uh, and he wants to throw passes to work on this new grip. So a real gym rat that um, can also really play golf. That's right. Yeah, he kind of does it all. It's annoying, isn't it? Um, yeah, I uh, man, you bring up that Seattle game. It gets me to say I I I watched that game and then I me I had to get out of the house and I went to a movie. I went to see uh, Blood Diamond and I wept throughout the whole movie. Imagine, had nothing to do imagine with the standing movie. on that sidelines watching twenty five thousand dollars slip right through your fingers and then you got to oh, get on man. an airplane and fly all the way back to Dallas. That ball was that K ball was shiny and that looked like it had right Vaseline on it. What the hell was that? And he never saw that again after that. No. And you also never saw him hold after that. You don't see quarterbacks holding. Jason Witten also much. had a first down and then they reviewed it and moved it back six inches. So right. it would have been That's a non, right. I remember non issue. Oh, and he gets caught from behind too. It was a true font or something. It gets me sick. Anyway, <laughs> all right. But you're on to better things now. You're coaching high school and Sarasota. How is that now? Is it nice? Um, do they call the taunting um, penalties as much in high school as they do in the pro? <laughs> oh yeah. It, it, it's way worse. I mean, you better, when you, is it? Oh, you better <laughs> give that ball to the official, right? That like, I don't even know penalty flags are going and I'm like, what happened? I mean, like it's things I I'm not even aware of. And I'm like, well, he held his face mask and kind of tilted it up. I'm like, what? Uh, you know? Oh yeah. It's and, and high school coaches are crazy. I was known as a, as a <laughs> hard coach, crazy coach, but I, I'm the passive one that sits back and I'm watching these guys that work all day and then come out to the field. And like, I feel mm -hmm. bad yelling at the kids. I mean, I'm just like, Mr. I'm a player's coach now. So good for you. Good for <laughs> you. I like hearing that. Wow. You really like, you really mellowed out. It's amazing. And are, I, you know, I know this is a personal question, but are there McDonald's in Sarasota? Are you staying away? I know you had issues with McDonald's over the years. Uh, yeah, we did have a big issue in Dallas, but, um, you know, McDonald's <laughs> is hard to, re hard to resist. And, and when the, whatever the pandemic <laughs> thing started to go on, McDonald's went down to $133 and I bought a lot of it. So look at you. <laughs> I now am a big supporter of McDonald's. <laughs> you took their money and bought shares. Yeah. What, what that was? Wow. I had that money that put aside and I said, I waited till it went down and I go, all right, I'm going to take care of you, McDonald's. I love it. I, for people who don't know what I'm talking about is you had a lawsuit. It's, I feel like I could talk about it. It's oh, all, yeah. on, all over the place. But you, uh, your, your wife and daughter, is it, had um, a rodent in a salad? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah I, was at, yeah, I was at the Cowboys facility and my wife called me and said, <laughs> there's a rat in our salad. And I said, wow. But, um, you know, now I, Jerry Jones would have probably just uh, poured salt on it and kept eating, I think, right? <laughs> Uh, the funny thing is, is I think we had it. I don't know where we were playing. It might've been at Seattle, but not the playoff game. And, and Terrell Owens of all people comes up, uh, the aisle of the airplane and they had gone through this whole deal to buy McDonald's bag, buy the little, have the little <laughs> cartons. And then in the cartons, they had little plastic rats all filled in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what, Todd, you got the last laugh. Um, you're buying McDonald's stock with their money. And uh, I appreciate you coming on. Good luck uh, with the high school coaching. How's the team doing? We're doing good. We're four and one. We're getting better. Um, it's a nice. process, but a lot of good kids. It's a lot of fun. I mean, it is truly for the love of the game.
Riverview High School, right? Riverview Check the Rams. Games. You, yep. All right. Go Rams. Thanks, Todd. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me. All right, guys. Time for Sharp Tank. You each make a pick for the Monday or Tuesday games as it is. And I will jump on one of them. Parlay Kid, I've been with you, I think, all last week. And uh, you didn't steer me wrong. No, since I've come off my suspension, I think <laughs> I think I've only lost once. And uh, So the suspension some, uh, was good. You argued it at the time, but it ended up being like maybe the best thing ever happened. Me. It refocused right. me. Got yeah. me back on track. You know, got me mm-hmm. more serious about my craft, I guess you could yeah. say. Something that maybe everybody should uh, take a suspension <laughs> once in a while. That's true. All right. <laughs> Everyone's suspended from here on in. Yes. Maybe that would help. <laughs> all right. There you go. Uh, Harry's your been sharp pretty take? much on a season, uh, three month suspension, right? I think uh, that's true. That's true. It hasn't worked. Much. <laughs> um, Babyface just uh, three of my picks just, this past week on three team parlay covered spread. But yeah, you're up. Uh, uh, by the way, go. I noticed Joel is wearing uh, Harry's shirt today, and uh, uh, yeah, Joel, jump Joel, on here, Joel. Joel only wears his t shirts that aren't that aren't uh, worth anything, right? Because <laughs> his t shirts that are worth something, he doesn't wear, right? Yeah, exactly. He's the only one to wear one. There's too much spillage over here at uh, El-, El Camp. He's gonna, <laughs> he can't, can't afford it. Well, Joel, what were you saying about the Parlay Kid here? Parlay Kid, right now, they're the two most impressive winning streaks in sports right now: the St. Louis Cardinals and the Parlay Kid in Sharp Tank. Wow, I think six of seven. He's been on absolute fire. I, I don't know. Maybe Mikey Meatball is moving to LA. He has more time to focus now. That's probably it. I, I, yeah. I'm not it's sure. That, but, that yeah. play, I only have two kids in the house right now. It's amazing. Yeah, man. Mikey Meatballs demands my, a lot my, of attention. I could see it. Yeah, he's getting in the way. Yeah. All right. So I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna give you another winner tonight. Uh, Zeke Elliott, anytime touchdown score, plus hmm. one ten. He's doing all the little things for the Cowboys. He's been unselfish. He's not demanding the boys. Splitting carries. I think the Cowboys get close to the goal line. It's they they reward him with a touchdown to keep Zeke happy. Oh man, take like him at plus one ten. I do like that. All right, Brian, let's go with you. We're yeah, gonna... uh, I I will say I myself am I think I'm eight and one at least in the last nine sharp tanks. Whoa, um, I am gonna go. I'm I'm sticking with this same pattern. Uh, I'm gonna go Jalen Hurts over four and a half yards for the first rushing attempt. We did this week one with Lamar, right, where he ran for eighteen mm-hmm. on the first attempt. I like the idea of like third and long here early in this game. QB scrambles for 10. Um, obviously, you don't want a fourth and one situation in this one, but this is fun. It likely happens early in the game um, on this Monday night. And if you only want to watch the first quarter, it's a good one. That's a good one. It's hard to stay away from that. All right, Harry, what are you going with? Uh, at minus 110, I'm going to be uh, pro Cowboys again. Mark Cooper, over 70 and a half receiving yards. Three games versus Philadelphia at home as a Cowboy. He's went for 100 or more in all three. That includes in 2018. He went for 217 and caught the winning touchdown in overtime. And on the opening night game against Tampa Bay, he had a huge game. He was tremendous for the Cowboys in that game. Kept them in it. Had 139 yards in that game. So Cooper just has to get 71 or more. I like that a lot. Mm. I don't trust Harry's pro cowboy stance. I can't. I can't go with it. Something weird's going to happen here. That's fair. That's fair. And, yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm faking everything until like, like the other side. You know that. Shit, I like. I like Hertz. I like this too. What I have. I could just. Yeah. I'm going to go with you though, Parlay Kid. You know, I I had that down. I had Zeke down in my prop for plus one ten. I had. Uh, I had Dak at plus two hundred anytime score too. I don't mind that, but I I hear you. They got to get the Zeke train going. I don't know that he gets the lion's share of the carries, but he'll get in the end zone. Plus 110. 
I'm going with that. And I really am going with that. I'm going to go heavy on that. Michael, nice. remind me to go to the bank after this. I want to take out money. <laughs> then I'll see. Plus 110. Uh, there you go. There's Sharp Tank. Um, that's another episode of Against All Odds for spaghetti and meatballs and the degenerate trifecta. Babyface Joel Solomon. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na, 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 na